This episode is brought to you by Mr. Andersonville himself, Olin Ergel, a local real estate advisor with App Properties. If you're looking for an honest and experienced advisor who knows and loves this neighborhood, Olin is the one to contact. Visit MrAndersonville.com to learn more about Olin and connect with him for an initial real estate consultation. Also during this month, follow him on Instagram at Mr.Andersonville and be entered into a raffle for a new Nest thermostat. This episode celebrates Andersonville Fest happening all February long. Stick around after the interview for a quick Fest roundup with Andersonville staff or visit our website for more information on promotions, events, and more at andersonville.org. Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today, we are joined by Cheryl Sloan, brand manager of Uberlube. Uberlube was a quest that began in 2002 and was created with sex in mind. Uberlube is batched, tested, and bottled in a Chicago area facility, and currently only three people know the formula. Ultimately, when you use Uberlube, you are using a product that's all about helping you feel and be your best. And its first job is to make you feel amazing. You can find Uberlube locally in Andersonville at Early to Bed and Cowboys and Astronauts, as well as online at uberlube.com. Welcome, Cheryl. How are you today? I'm great. I'm looking at this beautiful snow. I know it really started coming down uh, just a bit ago. So big, thick snowflakes today. Yep. Yeah, it's beautiful out, but it definitely reinforces the stay cozy and happy in your home, this February message that we're kind of <laughs> sharing around with Puga Fest this month. Um, and we also want to mention that we have Sarah Dysack here too, owner of Early to Bed. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So Uber Lube is a new member to the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce and a sponsor for Andersonville Huga Fest happening this month. Cheryl, can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with the neighborhood and your partnership with Early to Bed and Cowboys and Astronauts, where Uber Lube is currently sold in Andersonville? So Uber Lube's made in Skokie, right outside of Chicago, and we feel strongly um, about supporting our community and we especially feel strongly about supporting this community because Sarah has one of the oldest, um, I don't know, what do you say, women-friendly toy stores in the city. I know that uh, Sarah opened right before G Boutique opened and so when right before we we're going to open G Boutique, that's like one of the first places we went to see what she was doing, although G Boutique was a little bit different. And we just want to support her, our retailers. Our retailers mean everything to us. Um, and, and independent retail is really difficult always, but it's even more difficult right now. So we're there to support them. And there's a couple of things we do in our business to make that real and support that. So Cheryl, you know, why don't we start by you telling us, you know, a little bit about yourself and your background. You owned G Boutique in Bucktown for 17 years. Um, what was that experience like? Um, so it was great. It was great. I loved owning G Boutique. It was wonderful working with so many women. Um, it was wonderful being part of the community of women who opened up this whole concept of women buying their own sex toys. This was a really important thing for us. Um, we were a little different than the other stores in that we did bra fittings and sold some higher quality lingerie. So set us apart. And I think that diversification really opened up for more stores in the community. And um, we always had a high respect for everybody else. I was also the first store to sell Uberlube, which is maybe the path that took me to where I am today. But so you're an innovator for sure, is what you're telling us. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> um, when Carrie and I opened G Boutique, we really knew nothing about uh, what we were doing about retail, about the industry, about buying. And because we were did everything so out of the box, we also like just welcomed people to walk into our store and try to sell us their stuff, even without an appointment or whatever. We were just really open to everything. And I think that maybe innovator, maybe just different. And do you remember when the owners of Uberlube uh, first walked into G Boutique to, to sell you their product? I so remember it. 
Yes, I do. I remember the exact day. I think uh, we changed a little bit about the way that they did business by our responses. So, yes, but we were immediately. So when Uberloop first came out, it was radically different from anything else on the market. It was so beautiful. You know, we fell in love with it right away. So it it really changed the marketplace and we knew it and we knew it would. And Sarah, I was going to ask you the, the kind of the same question about, you know, you carry Ubalube in early to bed, you know, do you, how, how did that work? What, what kind of connections did you make to the company? Did they come in and kind of cold sell you there on the spot or, or were you familiar with the product um, in a, in a different way? To be perfectly honest, I don't really remember. Um, it was a long time ago. Um, but I do know, I mean, we have been carrying it for a long time. We were, we'll celebrate our 20th anniversary um, in the fall this year in 2021. Um, but, and I know we've carried it for as long as I can remember. I don't remember not carrying it at early to bed. Um, and it definitely, like you know, what Cheryl said, I think was really important is that the first time I saw it, I knew that it was different. I knew that it was not like anything else on the market. And I loved that it was locally made. I loved that it was packaged in a way that would look like a sophisticated body product in anybody's bedside table or in their home. And I think that, especially when you're talking about, you know, 15, 20 years ago, when the industry didn't have a lot of sophistication to it, um, to have a product come out that was being treated more like a body product and less like a very specific, like novelty item. Um, you know, I was immediately drawn to it. In addition to it, of course, being a very high quality um, multi-use product, but I think that it, it has definitely solidified itself as a certain place in the industry. And we sell tons of it still all these years later, even though there are now more people on the market who are you know, imitators, we could say. And Cheryl, how did you get reconnected with the owners and, and ultimately become the brand manager of Uberlube? Well, what happened was that uh, they were doing a trade show. I mean, I've always been friendly with them. You know, we're all local. So um, like when we ordered Uberlube, a lot of times they would just drop it off at our store instead of shipping it. Because I was like, I need it now because, you know, us independent store owners, we don't always... We're not always that forward thinking, you know? so um, we were always really friendly with them. And I had uh, the, the store, I had closed G Boutique and was doing just uh, some coaching and uh, little projects. And um, one of the owners called me because they were, had a trade show and they were double booked and they didn't have enough people doing the trade show. So he said, will you come down and do this trade show for us? Cause you know, you know, Uberlube. And so I did the trade show and we got to talking and I just stayed. I started with the trade show and I didn't leave. <laughs> and it just grew and grew from there. You know, and we did um, we did our own little digging into into the the owners of the company. Um, but what can you tell us about the kind of best friends from high school who who developed this product together? Well, actually, right now, the company's owned by um, Stephen, who actually developed the product, and his dad. So when you talk about a family business, it's a family business. And then John is the third owner. And um, the nice thing about Uberlube, it was actually developed for a purpose by a person, you know, like they sat in his parents' basement mostly and tried different formulations of the lube and gave it to friends to test until they got it right. So it wasn't like they just got this idea and sent it out to somebody and said, just make me some silicone lube and I'm gonna put it in a pretty bottle. They really worked on getting the right formulation so that it can reduce friction, but not too much and enhance intimacy. And so that it's you know never sticky and it's smooth and it's the right viscosity and then they work just as, as hard on the formula as they did on the packaging. So I don't know if you're familiar with our bottles, but the pump is metered. So every time you press the pump, you get the same amount of lube in your hand. So you can count on how much lube is coming out of the bottle. And it's also sealed. So if it like falls over in your bed, it's not gonna drip. 
So there was so much thought that went into this product and um, it was both practical, useful and quality. And um, it was tested for a long time before it actually came to market. And it, it, so it has a purpose. I guess that's what I can say about it is that it, it was designed with purpose. And I know you already sort of touched on this, but what makes Uberlube stand apart from its competitors right now? We understand it is made of silicone instead of glycerin. And why is that better? So Uberlube is a silicone-based lubricant, which means that it's never going to be sticky. And it's also not going to absorb into your skin. So a little bit of it goes a really long way. And that's a real advantage for lube. You don't have to, you, yeah, I'm not going to say you never reapply, but you don't have to keep reapplying over and over because it's not absorbing into your skin. Also, right now we have, uh, one of our advantages is that our bottle is sealed and the lube is biostatic. So basically no bacteria gets in there ever. It's all what what comes out of our bottle of lube is what went into the bottle at the factory. So that's an advantage. And I think that the viscosity and the feeling um, is just our biggest advantage. People love it. You know, we always say if you can get Uber lube into somebody's hands, they'll want it. Because if you touch it, you're going to like the feel of it. And not to mention that when you have extra on your hands, you can just put it in your hair. I mean, that's a huge advantage, right? Well, I was just going to say that what, what what I love about it, and I talk about it a lot, I do a lot of talking at like colleges and stuff like that. And I love that it's a multi-use product that I've used it when I switched to sandals in the summer for anti-chafe, like for blister protection. I've used it to de-squeak swings at the park. Like I always, you know, there's, I always have some with me um, and I've used it for many different things, but it is really nice. I think if somebody is hesitant, you know, there's, there's a lot of, psychology around having lube there's a lot of messaging I think that sometimes there's a barrier to somebody feeling really comfortable making a purchase but if we can say oh you know but if it's also great for your hair and it's a good for a massage it's you know very safe and scent free for a full body massage that can go into any activity and I think that that more so than almost any other lubricant on the market is a really great selling point of it that it has that versatility and it has that ability for, I think, people to feel really confident that they're buying it and that it's, you know, going to be a product that they can use for more than one thing. Now, I bet most people buy it and use it for its intended erotic purposes, but it's nice that there's those other options, I think, to use it for other things. So I really like that about it. And I, it is, it's a really, once you touch it, you don't want to use a different lube. And I'll tell you um, something that, Sarah, you probably don't even know yet because we haven't talked about this yet but we're right now in the middle of a medical study about using Uberlube for scar tissue. So we're actually doing a study to back up our assumptions or you know what we hear, but uh, it's great for scar tissue too. I just can't get that picture though of Sarah using it on swing sets out of my head now. <laughs> well, I should get you some, cause you'll need it. Cause swing sets can be really loud. Bike locks, I've used it on bike locks. Yes, bike locks, door locks. By the time my son was five years old, when his swing set was squeaky, he would come in the house and go, Mama Lube. So, <laughs> I mean, who knew? That's not out there on the Amazon reviews or whatever is out there for looking for this product. <laughs> so I didn't read anything about squeaky door fixing. So this is amazing. And this episode is airing literally right before Valentine's Day. So I'm curious, Cheryl, how you're marketing the product around such a popular holiday as well. And what other branding aspects is, are you finding that people are really attracted to? I know you sort of talked about the bottle and the composition already, but how about the packaging around um, the product itself too? Does it come in a box? Um, can you tell us a little bit about what folks can expect in the store? So Uberlube comes in a glass bottle. Um, we have two sizes of glass bottles, a 50 ml and 100 ml. And then we have a travel size called our Good To Go. And the Good To Go is actually a metal little container. It looks like a big giant lipstick case or something. And then it has a glass insert that adds a lube, and then you can buy refills for the insert. So um, they're, they're great. It's all the same lube. We just have one product, um, which, you know, we just have Uber Lube. And uh, around Valentine's Day, especially this year, I mean, we got to stay home 
right? That's what we have to do. We have to stay home or just, you know, be in your pod. And so I think that Uberlube enhances your stay home experience in so many ways. You know, I always tell people that great lube makes great sex better sex. So you should use lube even if you don't need it. And also one day you're going to need it. So you might as well get used to it now. <laughs> Have you heard directly, you know, from, from your customers and clients about um, their experience with Uber Lube? Um, and do you have any kind of favorite short stories to share? Like you said, I'm sure it's like sort of an intimidating thing, purchasing lube for a first time. Um, but then kind of like that follow-up have, have, do you have any kind of stories or anecdotes you'd like to share? I mean, you know, when I was in my store, people came in for Uber Lube all the time because, uh, you know, telling me that it changed their life. It, it sort of just rocks your world because things that were difficult become so much easier. And sometimes presenting the conversation about using lube is really difficult, especially for women. Um, if, you're, if you're older and you all of a sudden need to use lube, that means you're going through a whole emotional change of life as well. And so it's one more thing that you have to deal with, you know, and we want to make that easy for you. And we want to make it enjoyable. Like sex should always equal pleasure, right? That's what, that's why people have sex because sex equals pleasure. So Uberlube is there to enhance the pleasure all the time. So, and I'm going to let Sarah talk about customers because we want to support our retailers. That's why we're here. And they have, I can tell you a million stories from my store, but my store is not open and Sarah's is. So let's talk about her store. Okay. Thank you. I mean, I think one thing, I mean, you're, everything you're saying is totally right. I mean, we, I, lube is what brought me to this industry feeling like frustrated as a shopper in the world and not getting information I wanted. And that's sort of my passion. And one of the things we deal with a lot that, um, Uberlube is such a great answer for are people who've had bad experiences with lubrication, people who've had lubrication that's irritated them, that's been sticky, that's um, they feel like has caused infections or stuff like that. And I feel like I love that there's, you know, we have this one lubricant at least that we can say, okay, we can, you know, of course, every single body on the planet is different, but we can really recommend this to almost everybody who walks through the door really confidently knowing that it's going to be not only a slippery, good, high quality lube, but they're not going to have a negative reaction to it, that their body is going to like Uber lube. And, you know, we, you know, we don't like follow up with everybody every time they buy something, of course, everyone would hate us, but um, we do get a lot of positive feedback about Uber lube and we never get negative feedback. I feel like every other product we sell, someone's going to come and tell us, they hated it at some point just to make us feel bad or whatever. Um, but with Uber Lube, I feel like it's really different. And I love too that, you know, this really minimal packaging and this beautiful packaging. I get really frustrated with, I have a small store and, you know, you're trying to fit as much as you can out. And this is not stuck in a giant box that takes up a bunch of space on the wall. It also, it doesn't, it's environmental impact is much lower, I, which I really appreciate. And I think that people are looking at more and more with all products, but also with sex products. Um, so it's just, yeah, I feel like this, it's this, it's interesting to have a company that makes one thing and one thing only. I think that's a unique in this industry and unique in this world, but it's also like when you do it and it's completely right and there's nothing, you know, you kind of can't go up from where you are. Um, it's, you know, a staple. And I want to say too, that Uberloop as a company is, is, I mean, Cheryl's not lying. They're very supportive of, their um, retailers, we get samples with every order that we sell and we are able to then share the wonders of this product with people when we're doing workshops, with people who come in and they're like, oh, I don't really know. I don't want to make a commitment to a lubricant. And we can help, you know, we can give them a sample of a lube and help um, evangelize to them about the wonders of it. Um, there's, you know, everything about them as far as being supportive of small business is completely true. Um, and yeah, it's just overall a really wonderful addition to our collection. And I love that it's in stores that aren't just sex toy stores too. I mean, um, the fact that it's sold locally also at Cowboys and Astronauts, which sell sweaters. Um, I think it's a good uh, indication that this product has a lot of versatility and that looks great on the shelves of all different kinds of stores. 
we are now going to um, to head into some rapid fire questions that we will kick off this next part with. So um, what is your favorite icebreaker used um, kind of with customers or when you're kind of going in, uh, you know, if you're working the trade shows, right? And you're talking about lube, what is kind of a, a good icebreaker to use to get them comfortable talking about lube? Want to and try do you need that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, want to try some lube. Who's going to say no to that, <laughs> right? How about you, Sarah? Do you have an icebreaker when someone comes into the shop? Well, you know, we try to be hands off, but when you start at, you you know, hi, and then you ask someone, is there anything I can help you find from, you know, give them some space. Um, I would say a really large percentage of people who walk in in the door at early to bed are looking for lube. Or when we start to talk to them about the sex they're looking for, um, we do always like, do you have a lube to go with it? Because you want to have that. Um, and it's one of the sort of sections in the store where we have the most conversations about things. Like, obviously we have conversations about everything, but lube brings up deep-seated feelings. It brings up long stories of mishaps and pain and all these kinds of things. I feel like it's a really interesting thing to talk about because especially people who identify as women have a lot of feelings about it. Um, so often we just say, what lube do you like? And people are like, I don't know, help me. So um, it's a real good way to just start talking about people's sex lives and their practices and also what's going to make their bodies feel best. So and I think that's the great thing about early to bed, right? Is that you are so like your staff is so hands off from, you know, you let people come in and look around and you don't say, what are you looking for today? You know, what kind of deal, you know, it's, uh, you just let them be and let them immerse themselves um, in something that, you know, maybe unfamiliar in this world that's unfamiliar to them. So I just want to give you kudos for, for how your store is, how you operate your store and you kind of give people the space they need to find out, you know, what they need. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, the next one is for both of you. What is your favorite thing to do in your spare time? Oh my goodness. I just want more spare time. <laughs> then I can do all of, all of my favorite things. Um, well, it's winter, so right now I'm, I like to go out in the snow. But um, I, I do a lot of yoga, I read a lot. Um, but right now my focus is go out and play in the snow, which is what I'm doing when we're done. I love the snow too, although most of my snow time is spent shoveling because we have way too much sidewalk at our house. Um, I love cooking and baking. <laughs> I took my first vacation since before COVID like two weeks ago. And obviously I didn't go anywhere or do anything. And my, my family was not on vacation and I just baked something difficult every day. And it was the best week I'd had in a long time. So that and sleeping, love sleeping. And I know, um, you know, we, we have been touching on this kind of question um, in our podcast of late about business in general during COVID, but have you, you know, what, ha what kind of changes has Uber Lube gone through during COVID, you know, and have you seen kind of an uptick in, in sales or getting into retail businesses? What has your experience been during COVID? Well, I mean, sales have been very good. People are staying home more. I guess they want more lube. So um, sales is, is, I have no complaints about sales. Um, what we've seen in, in with our retail partners, which has been encouraging. I mean, they had such a hard time. It was so difficult. Some of them were closed down for three to six months. But what we've noticed is that when they opened, their sales were phenomenal. And that people, that it looks to me, like this whole concept of shop local, even though we know that, you know, internet business is just growing, growing, growing by leaps and bounds due to COVID. But also I think there is a dedication to shopping local. And I think that people are being faced with the fact that their stores in their neighborhood, stores, restaurants, bars, whatever, are going to close. Like this isn't a joke anymore. They're going to close and they have closed. And I think it's making people more aware of how important it is to support local business. I mean, I hope, maybe I'm just an optimist, but that's that's what I see. And our retailers, um, we just did two trade shows in a row. And for the most part, our retailers are all telling me that, you know, business is good. Business is picking up and it's, it, you know, it's still really hard to come back from 
what happened, but customers are loyal. So I hope that's true over there <laughs> at early to bed. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly blunt, it's not an industry. I think that has suffered as much as many others in this COVID world. Um, we have been fine. We've had actually 2020 was not a bad year for us at all. Um, we were already established online pretty heavily. So we were able to pivot to just being online pretty quickly and easily, which I think made a big difference. I know for a lot of businesses, especially small independent businesses to all of a sudden have to have a website and, and do stuff virtually, I think was really hard. So we were lucky that we were already doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been open and then we've closed and then we've opened and then the whole staff has gone home and you know, it's, it's been, it's been rough, but people are making more an intentional effort to shop local because there's been enough messaging and a lot of messaging and people understand that if you want the store to be here in six months, you better start shopping there now because we need it. And so I think we've been really lucky so the next one is, if you weren't in your current job, what would you be doing instead? I'd be skiing. <laughs> you weren't kidding about the snow, huh? What do you love about skiing so much, Cheryl? I'm not a skier, so I'm always curious when people like... What do I love about it? I don't it? know what I'd be doing. I haven't... Yeah, go ahead. I think we have some delay. So yes, go ahead. What's okay. the most about, most about skiing? I love the feeling of moving downhill on the snow, this like gliding feeling and the like winds blowing in your face and you're in the, on the mountain and you're in the trees and you're just like moving fast down a hill. It feels great. And you're outside all day and you have something to do. You know what I mean? Like you're moving around, it's winter, you're outside, you have something to do. I like snowshoeing too, by the way. I think in the winter, we need more reasons to be outside. Yeah, I agree. And in, in Chicago, it's hard sometimes because it's just so gloomy a lot of times when it's cold, unlike some other states, a.k.a. Colorado, where I'm from, where it's sunny and cold and a lot more bearable. <laughs> <laughs> and what about for you, Sarah? Um, I don't know. Um, I often, over the many years when having a independent business was horrible. And I cried and thought I'd have to go to business the next day. I thought a lot about being a checkout person at the grocery store. I would do really good at that. But if I was able to make an actual career change, I would probably do something in women's health. Um, I am passionate about bodies and sexuality kind of no matter how it comes. So I think that what I would hope that I could work in some capacity, not necessarily touching people, but um, supporting people who do in some way or another. Um, and I know that, you know, during this time, I've been making my list of where I will go if, when we can actually go places. But do you have a, um, a travel, a dream travel destination that's, that's next on your list? And Cheryl, if you give us the slopes one more time. I'm not, I'm not. Because <laughs> I, I actually have one because just this morning, I was reading a magazine about walking safaris. And it's become like the top of my bucket list just that quickly. And um, so you would actually like walk through the preserve. And I mean, it's a little more dangerous, right? Because you have a vehicle protecting you. You can't like drive away really fast. But you actually walk through the preserve and you, you know, sleep in tents on the like on the ground. I mean, it's still you're well taken care of, but it's a little bit more primitive. Um, so that's my new bucket list. I want to go on a walking safari. Do you have a, a particular animal that you'd like to see when you're out camping in the wild? Elephants. I don't see them here, but I like elephants. <laughs> and Sarah, for you? Honestly, more than anything, I miss driving around this country and I can't wait to go on a car trip that my family might hate, but I would love to drive. My sister lives in Oregon and we haven't been able to see her. And um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing her. And if I have my way about it, driving all the way out there, because I think that'd be awesome. But who knows? I'd go anywhere. Wisconsin. I can't wait to go to Wisconsin or leave the general greater Chicagoland area. Any of that. It's so true. It's point. so true. Yeah. Where would you go, Laura? I feel like we've done this question before. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sort of in Sarah's. She like like really anywhere. Like I just want to be able to do something at this point. Yeah, we're trying to kind of figure out if we can do anything for spring break, but it's like, what do we do? And plus, I mean, yes, I mean you can drive somewhere, but to get out of the Midwest, it takes so long to get out of the Midwest to like actually get to a place that's like interesting to visit. So yeah, I don't know. And then at this point, sometimes what are you going to do when you get there? Like, exactly. I've been like discovering because I have been driving around and I've been discovering parts of Illinois that I never really have been to. And they're like really beautiful parts. And I don't know, it's kind of been interesting because we're, you know, you get in your car and like you said, it takes forever to get out of the Midwest. So I've really been trying to discover the Midwest and you get to the hills and it doesn't look like Chicago at all. Do you get to drive around in yep. a vehicle that says Uber Lube plastered across the side of it? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I could just see that driving, right, driving through all the red parts of Illinois with your, with your Uber Lube car. <laughs> yeah. But then all of a sudden there'll be like this little area that's not, you know, where you'll see all these like blue signs and you're like, where am I? Maybe I could live here. You know? <laughs> What we're just curious because so much of Uber Lube is about the brand. Cheryl, you're the brand manager. Um, as the director of marketing for Andersonville, brand is super important to me too. I'm kind of a geek about good branding. So, what signifies a strong brand to either of you, and what do you look for, either personally or Sarah as a product in the store? What attracts you? You know, in the industry, people always say it's packaging, 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 right? because you're looking with your eyes first. Um, and I mean, I will say with Uber Lube, our, you know, our bottle is beautiful and our packaging is great, but really for me, it's quality because I'm not, I feel the same about branding for Uber Lube as I thought branding for G Boutique. I'm not looking for you to buy Uber Lube once. I'm looking for you to buy it again and again. And so ultimately it's the quality of the product that matters. And, um, you know, if you can't, if you can't count on the quality of the product, then the beautiful packaging doesn't really mean anything to me. I agree. I think I love good packaging and I love, um, products that are, you know, conscious of who they're being sold to and stuff like that but when everything is said and done so much for me comes down to how does it function does it do what it's supposed to fun to to do does it do it easily and am i overpaying for it i mean i i love a luxury toy but what i really love more than anything is a value something that is going to do what it say was going to do without any extra bells and whistles. I would much rather pay five dollars less for a product than have it come beautifully boxed with a pin no one's ever going to wear um or a bracelet with an inspirational quote on it that nobody wants um so I really it's all about how it's a function and does it do what it's supposed to do and can I believe in this brand are they going to not be on social media saying sexist stuff or being gross I think that the whole kind of thing also is important for brands in this day and age too to be careful about what you say <laughs> and how you present yourself. Yeah, it's so true because you don't, you can't hide anymore. So, you know, if you say it, it's out there and it's out there forever. So it's very true. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl and Sarah, for joining us today. We loved having you both on. It's been a very interesting conversation. So we appreciate you both. And for more information about UberLube, you can visit uberlube.com. Show notes are available at andersonville.org. And then you can stick around after this episode to learn a little bit more about Andersonville Huga Fest in our event roundup. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce and currently recorded via Zoom. We thank you for your listenership. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. We are also actively looking for podcast sponsors to sustain our production. Please email us at info at andersonville.org for more information. 
thank you for your continued support, for staying active in our community, and for staying always Andersonville. Well, Laura, here we are in our third annual Fuga Fest for Andersonville. Um, this has been a really fun event to work on each year, and we're super excited about expanding it for the entire month of February this year. So as you know, this episode is airing already the second week in February. We're already underway with Fuga Fest. But uh, what is Fuga? Can you remind everybody? Well, the Danish concept of huga has been around for ages, and it refers to the ritual of embracing like simple pleasures, kind of slowing down, winding down, staying indoors, um, feeling cozy and surrounded um, by the warmth of family, friends, and community. Yeah, it's kind of um, just a fun thing we embrace sort of to tie into the Nordic history of Andersonville, but the Swedish term for Huga is actually a little bit different, as we've learned. Um, do you know how to pronounce it? I can't remember how to pronounce it. I think you just pronounce it Fika. Oh, Fika. I was thinking Legome. Oh, oh right. That Legome. That's different. Yeah. That, you're right. Legome. I think, I think it is Legome. That's right. Yeah. I think Legome we researched and decided was just having enough to be comfortable, whereas Huga and Fika sort of celebrates making yourself like a little bit indulged in your comfort space. So everything right. we're doing this month is just to give you a little extra coziness. I know it's been a rough year for everybody. And while we can't do events like our fun PJ fun run out and about, uh, I think we have a really good lineup for you all this month. So um, first, if you haven't checked out on our website, the Huga Fest landing page, you can see all of the Huga Fest promotions from more than 30 participating businesses. We have some really cool ones. We have discounted warm scarves. We have candles. We have a glug making class with Scout and Cellar. Um, we have a love letter workshop with something profound weddings. Well, I was going to say, too, if you're looking to kind of get away from your home, um, you can you can get 10% off your room reservation for stays uh, from February 1st to March 31st at the Guest House Hotel by using the code HUGA2021. So that's exciting. I know, um, you know, I need a change of pace from my surroundings now and again. Yeah, and the Guest House, like, that's pretty, that's as HUGA as it gets, kind of, like, that space. It's just so nice. Um, I yeah, if you, haven't, if you haven't been there, I know Joelle spent a lot of time there with her family coming into town, but there's a full kitchen, full fridge, you know, everything you need, uh, shampoo on the wall and, and ready to go for you. All the best. Yep. Or you can just go sit by the fire in the lobby with a mask and be safely socially distanced from folks if they're checking in. But hey, it's a nice fire for sure. Um, some sponsors we just want to make sure we mention for Huga Fest include Foresighted, Raygun, Rattleback Records, RCN, Surf Pro of Ravenswood, Swedish American Museum, Uberlube, who you just heard the interview with, and then a big thank you to Collectivo Coffee for their sponsorship of the Coffee and Cocoa crossover, which we will talk about in a minute. And we just happened to also get a nice donation from Lund's Swedish pancakes that are going to go in the Coffee and Cocoa crossover uh, packages as well, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so we have our intern, our Chicago semester intern, Kaylee here. Also, hi, Kaylee. Hi. Um, so this is your first big event working on Hugo Fest with us for uh, your time with the Andersonville Chamber this winter and spring. Um, what have you learned so far? Like, what's exciting to you? What event are you most looking forward to? We can kind of jump off there. Well, coming here, I never really become immersed into many other cultures other than what I've grown up with, but I've learned a lot about the Swedish culture and how much you guys appreciate tradition and how much you embrace it as well, um, which has been really fun to see. And it's been fun to see the relationship that all the businesses have in Andersonville. It's such a tight-knit community, which I really appreciate. After helping you guys with some events and planning and designing some things, um, I'm really excited for the Coffee Cocoa crossover. There's a lot of thought that's gone into that. And I'm definitely a fan of coffee and cocoa, so <laughs> that definitely helps too. But yeah, no, it's going to be a really fun event. All, all the events will be fun and fun to see happen and come together. So yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah, and Kaylee did a great job. She actually designed the spinoff graphics for us for With Love from Andersonville this year, as well as the great puzzle, the great Andersonville puzzle exchange. Um, so With Love from Andersonville is actually happening this weekend. If you are familiar with this event, it is our annual charity give back event in honor of Valentine's Day. This is the fifth year that Andersonville businesses have joined together to do this event. And it will be taking place February 12th through the 14th. Definitely check our website to see which businesses are participating which days. Some have chosen to do the full range of the weekend. Others are on specific days. But businesses will be donating at least 14% of their sales back to a charity or nonprofit of choice. And there's some really, really good ones on there. Yeah, for sure. We have um, a bunch of businesses actually benefiting uh, Brave Space Alliance. And if you're not familiar with Brave Space, it is the first Black-led, trans-led LGBTQ plus center located on the south side of Chicago. So if you want to benefit this uh, wonderful organization, you can shop at Edgewater Candles and enjoy and, and stop by and get your, your haircut at Shy Hair Studio. Um, and it's good for products as well. So if you buy some products at Shy, you can you can benefit Brave Space. And we should say that these Fest promotions, as well as the With Love from Andersonville date ranges, those are available to all of you to shop online as well as in person if you're comfortable going in person. Definitely, definitely check our website in advance to see if there's any restrictions on using a code either online or verbally when you're in the shop. And as Kaylee just mentioned about the hot or sorry about the coffee and cocoa crossover with Andersonville and Lincoln Square Ravenswood Chamber. Uh, packages just went on sale this past week for that. Um, Laura, I know you and David on our staff have been working really hard to kind of cultivate those packages. What can folks expect? So folks can can expect, you know, a wide range of, of prices. We have, you know, $25 basic packages for um, coffee, tea, and hot cocoa. Uh, we also have more elevated packages that have a few more items on there. You know, we have a family package and the cultural crossover package, which includes elements, you know, German components from Lincoln Square because they're a German populated neighborhood, um, as well as Swedish components from our neighborhood from the Swedish American Museum. You'll get a milk frother in one of the packages and a coffee cup warmer because, you know, Joelle, I don't know if you want to share your your yeah. coffee woes as of late being a being a new mom, but. You yeah. Drinking cold coffee every single day. Cold coffee. Yeah. You know, it's been, <laughs> I mean, it seems like a luxury, right? To have a coffee warmer, but it would be helpful. Um, yeah. When you're chasing a toddler around and don't get to drink hot coffee too often. So I feel like I'm reheating my morning mug pretty much like four times between 7.30 and what time is it? Yeah. Probably need to reheat it again. So noon. <laughs> And coffee only has a lifespan of about four hours, but I think I've decided to forget that fun fact for myself. <laughs> but we have a, a bunch of, uh, you know, um, you know, amazing participants from both the Lincoln Square Ravenswood neighborhood and our neighborhood, you know, Mirtha Apothecary uh, from Lincoln Square, who else we have Groundswell, L&M Fine Foods and Amy's Candy Bar over there. They've, you know, just a bunch of marshmallows and chocolates and truffles and, and all that yummy goodness. So. so there's definitely nothing more hygge than treating yourself to one of these packages. And if you remember last year when we did the hot cocoa and coffee crawl in Huga Fest weekend, you did walk away with a limited edition ceramic mug. And we're happy to report those ceramic camp style mugs are back again, different color and different logo on them to support the partnership with Lincoln Square Ravenswood. But they're going to be really cute and you can actually purchase those individually on the site as well. And then the final thing we should mention too is in each package you get a crossover bingo card, which is super fun. This is something that Lincoln Square Ravenswood has done in uh, the past, but um, you can actually use the bingo card to visit 12 different locations in either neighborhood, so 24 total, and collect bingo. And then you can take a picture of that, email it to us at either chamber office and be entered to win some prizes. Bingo actually is also available at participating locations, so you don't necessarily have to get it in the package, though you definitely should check out the packages. Um, and bingo, you can play through the end of March of this year. 
Yeah, and we're we're grateful to um, to our sponsors, Colectivo Coffee and the Swedish American Museum for that event. So that brings us to the Great Andersonville Puzzle Exchange. So those of you who are really excited about this event might have seen uh, that we were supposed to host it this past weekend on Saturday, February 6th, but Chicago got cold and it's real cold. So we're hoping for better weather on Saturday, February 27th. And Kaylee, again, designed some awesome graphics for us for this one. Kaylee, are you a puzzle person? Like, do you feel like you get excited to see new jigsaw puzzles come across your desk? <laughs> I don't I don't get the privilege of doing puzzles right now, so I'm curious. <laughs> um, well, I like personally don't buy puzzles, but if somebody else has a puzzle, I will sit down and be stuck for three hours just working on it by myself. And I think they might get mad at me because I get too much of it done, but it's so fun and makes the time go by so fast. Can you put a podcast on or listen to some music? Hey, yeah. And, you know, we have playlists for Huga that we'll talk about too, that would be perfect for that in the background. So what, what's the deal with this puzzle exchange, Laura? Like, what are the details? So the puzzle exchange, you know, it's really simple. If you have a puzzle that you've put together and you've taken apart and you've put it back in your box, you know, we'd love to have you stop on by between 11 and 1 on February 27th um, and drop that off as, as a donation. And then hopefully there'll be a brand new puzzle for you to pick up and take home and enjoy. You know, and then if you're looking just to support this event and purchase a new puzzle, you know, plenty of our Anderson businesses sell puzzles and you and we will certainly take new puzzles for donation and and those that do not get exchanged we will make sure that those get donated um you know to a wonderful organization but puzzles are available at four-sided graham cracker comics um, milk handmade ray gun rattleback swedish american museum transities women children first the list goes on and on and on um kaylee and i walked the neighborhood on tuesday and and stopped in at Alley Cat Comics, and they had a brand new release of a of a Star Trek puzzle that came out. So if you're a Star Trek fan, you can you can stop on on there. And I know that we noticed on our way out of Four Sided that there was a, a Golden Girls puzzle as well. So yeah, anything, anything you could anything. ever want. Yeah, and we'll be sorting those puzzles. The idea is for you to come by the Women and Children First parking lot on the 27th between 11 and 11:30. If you're able, drop off your swappable puzzle we'll organize it by theme and then you can swing back around between 11 30 and 1 and pick something new and we're also accepting kids puzzles as well um, i mean ideally we'll have a we'll have an entire table of cat puzzles so yes. that's what i'm yeah that's what i'm hoping for just Amazing. all the cats cats in space cats in rainbows <laughs> cat sleeping i don't know cat faces yeah so you know, definitely pick up a new puzzle for this month while you're waiting for that swap. And maybe it'll be done already by the time the swap comes around. So you never know. And as Kaylee mentioned, puzzles are great to do with some background tunes. So we're really excited this year that we have two different Spotify playlists for Huga Fest. The first one, we kind of put a call out for songs that help sustain our business owners throughout crazy 2020. Um, so the folks that signed up for Hugo Fest submitted songs that we added to the Andersonville Chamber Hugo Fest playlist. You can find a link to that on the Hugo Fest website. And then we also just got such a wonderful playlist from our sponsor, Rattleback Records. Has anyone else listened to that yet? Yeah, I have. It's really good. Um, it's really good. It makes you like go through different genres of music and like pop. And decades. I really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But to mention, you know, to mention that sign up, that call out we did to our businesses, you know, we did get a lot of interesting responses. You know, it'll be a good, good test if you can kind of, if we put the, maybe we could do a matching list where we put the songs and the businesses and you try to pick which song, which businesses picked which song. So I was certainly surprised by what kind of ended up on the spreadsheet. So. Yeah. And I keep joking, like we as a staff need to add our selections and stuff too. It is a collaborative playlist. So, hey. If you yes. really feel like a song is missing on either of these playlists, both Rattleback and our own, you, it is collaborative. So you're welcome. You're welcome to add, you know, within reason. But really, whatever. It's Huga. Do what you feel and feels good to you. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is stay tuned to our Instagram um, for those Huga Fest promotion highlights. But also, I realized that 
I have a copy of the Hooga game that's available for sale at the Swedish American Museum store. So I think I'm going to bust out that game and we're going to start asking some Hooga questions on Instagram stories every week <laughs> and just see how that goes. Remember, Laura, they're sort of odd questions, right? Didn't we do They're really the odd year? questions. We did it. We did it the first year. We tried to play and they're, they're odd. But hey, that's fun, right? For Instagram stories. We'll just see what we get. So I feel like a lot of new games have come out during the pandemic. So, I mean, people have been so bored. And so um, I recently got a game. It's basically you get, it's sort of like apples to apples if you played that game. So like, you know, how cards against humanity and apples to apples and all of those things, like kind of have the same thing where you turn in cards and you pick your favorite. Well, for this one, you have to, it's called puns of anarchy and you have to change it to make it a pun and then the best pun wins. So that's, that's sort of, it's hard. So yeah, that sounds hard. Yeah, your brain has to be working that day if you to come up with some puns for things. Yeah, I feel like the one and I feel like I've just missed out on like all these board game opportunities during COVID. But two things we've been playing Jeopardy over family Zoom, which is sort of a hit and miss thing. You can like set up a template to play Jeopardy, but my nieces and nephews really like it. So that's fun. And then chess. I had actually never really played chess. And gifted my husband a chess set for Christmas. So I have yet to win. And that is okay. <laughs> it is, you know, it's fun. It's a, it's a you fun just, game. You just sure. need to like Google all like the 10 top tricks of chess masters or whatever. And just I like, guess. I know. And just memorize those moves. I mean, basically that's what it is. Like get yourself. Yeah. We've got a, a chess player here. And so there's been some online classes and I've been listening in and you're supposed to castle your king and within the first 10 moves. So I do know See, that. I did. Yeah, I did learn that. And I did it once, but it was probably not soon enough. There's just some things I'm not good at seeing yet, but I'll get there. So yeah. Kaylee, any games recommendations? Well, like going off of you, um, this is random, but if you, I don't know if you've heard of the Queen's Gambit, it's a short oh, series on Netflix, but it's about For chess. sure. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so recommend that. But uh, me and my family, we get into group solitaire. Group solitaire? You, like, all be- yeah, it gets dangerous. <laughs> There's hands thrown in the middle. Well, you basically play off each other's aces in the middle, but you have your own game in front of you. It's, it's a oh, lot. Wow. But then also, um, heads up, the phone app, the Ellen game. It gets pretty oh, That's a good one. I'll have that's to a look that one. one up too. Yeah. So, I mean, the point of all this is, is there's so much you can do. I know we're all kind of stir crazy and stuck inside and especially this week and who knows what the weather's looking like for the rest of February. It is really cold. So Chicago's climate's not cooperating with us so much, but there's so much to see and do and still have fun with, with the, you know, still engaging the Andersonville business community and maybe introducing yourself to the Lincoln Square Ravenswood community if you're not familiar already, but they're definitely one of our closest neighboring chambers. So we're so excited to work with them. Anything else anyone should know, definitely check out the Huga Fest landing page. We hope you enjoyed this very fun and informative episode about Uber Lube, our sponsor, and happy hooping. Is that a word? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. We can, we can say it. that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So right. thank you so much. Visit the website, andersonville.org. You'll see it under events. Andersonville Hugo Fest 2021. All right, stay cozy.